Genoa. This is YouTube. And this is In Flight Entertainment. Yes, and we are on Thursday and uh, we're doing something, you know, funny and biblical, biblical and, you know, crazy yet deep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so we are diving into um, the Kevin Smith religious world of dogma, which is about an abortion clinic worker with a special heritage is called upon to save the existence of humanity from being negated by two renegade angels trying to exploit a loophole and re-enter heaven. And Dogma came out in 1999. So what was happening when this movie came out? All right. So May 21st, 1999, this movie was released. Um, so far as TV, I mean, I guess, man, we should have been going to movies often because the TV wasn't really rocking that much. Um, okay. So from five to one. All right. So France was five. ER was four. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, number three, that was Sunday night. Number two, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, that was Thursday night. Number one, spoiler alert, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and that was Tuesday night. So we were watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, pretty much. All right, what was the song? What was the song? This is 1999. This is summer. This is May. Uh, Was it a Backstreet Boys? No, it was a saucy Latino. Uh, was it Enrique Iglesias? No, 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 no. It was a, yeah, it was a guy. You right? I mean, come on, nineteen ninety nine. It was his first song. Mark Anthony. No, come on. Oh, oh, I, I can see his face. Uh, he was from in Minuto. Ricky Martin. Yeah, he was in Menudo. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Living a vida Yep, that was him. Yeah. Oh, man, you can, I I mean, I think this song, like, stuck around for, like, three years. (laughs) Yeah, it sure felt like it. Yeah. It was fun. It was a a fun song. Yeah, it was fun. You know what? You know what I love when this song came out? It was just also, like, seeing all these white women trying to do, like, like Latin dances also, like, when we used to go to, like, clubs and stuff. You're like, oh, it's like, oh, look at at them. Aren't they cute? (laughs) Yeah, this this was the time of my life when I was going to the country bar three or four nights a week um, to to do two-stepping and waltzing and, uh, like, ballroom dancing type of things. Jitterbug, swing dancing. Nice. Oh. All right, so you, uh, so you were expanding your horizons in the dance world. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just going there for the really cheap drinks, but yes, yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, it keeps the muscles loose, right? You know, alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, when they flip you or, like, dip you or something, you're a little bit... You know, you're not freaking out. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's just like landing on your feet. You know, you're not too inebriated that you can't like, stick the landing. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So who is in this movie? Who isn't in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> is a better question. Yes. Uh, 
So we have the two two angels um, that are trying to get back into heaven. We have Matt Damon, who plays Loki. Um, for those that don't remember, Matt Damon also played Loki in <laughs> yep. a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very, very, very clever uh, tie-in. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For, for all the, like, Matt Damon... Uh, Kevin Smith nerds out there when he he was playing Loki in the Marvel movie it was it was very much like yes <laughs> uh, just fun little sidebar there yes. then we have Ben Affleck playing the other um, baddie angel mm-hmm. and, and Bar- um, right? fun fact he he doesn't cry in this movie yeah. well. At the very, 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 very end, he cries a bit. A little bit, yeah. He just <laughs> he cries in like ninety percent of his movies. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Anyways, you want to show, why... show you he you know he have range, gentlemen. Right, I know, I know. <laughs> <sighs> and then we have the 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 main savior of the movie played by Linda Fiorentino. She's Bethany. Um, We come to find out in the movie that the reason why she's the savior is because Jesus had siblings and she is the great grand, 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 grand niece of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Which, which sparks Arguably the funniest one line in movie history with Jay's answer to that revelation. What's that one line? So does that make her part black? (laughs) Yes, yes. Dude, I mean, that is the best one line to like that really like. Like Kevin Smith, shit, like, oh, chef's kiss. <laughs> that, was, that was the best, like, lad after that. Like, because that, that revelation was so, like, oh, what? And then Jay is just, like, smoking a joint. Like, so does that make her, like, hard black? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have the. Uh, Cardinal, who's opening up this new church that is where the angels have to walk through in order to get back into heaven. They've been banned because they went against God's rules, mm-hmm. played by the amazing George Carlin. Yes, the rest in peace. Yes. Um, we have uh, Janine Garofalo, who has a quick small bit at the beginning, who plays like the other person that works at the abortion clinic. Mm-hmm. We have Jason Lee, who plays Azrael, uh-huh. who is a fallen angel that is going behind the devil's back to make everything come to pieces. Because we find that the devil likes having Earth the way it is. Um, and it's these angels going back to heaven will really destroy Earth. Right. And Azrael said he would rather have existence blinked away before he go back to hell. It was, it's that bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have Alan Rickman recipe play, playing another angel. <laughs> yes. Metatron. The voice of yeah. God. 
We have Chris Rock <laughs> playing another angel. Oh, yeah. The voice Rufus. Yeah. The thirteenth. Oh, apostle. he's not. He's not play, He doesn't play an angel. He plays a prophet. Yeah, he's the thirteenth apostle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have uh, Selma Hayek, who was in our Tuesday movie, but she's coming back here to play uh, Serendipity. She is. She inspires people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a muse. She's a muse. She's a muse, yes. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we have Jay and Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. As the prophets. <laughs> um, those are my... Oh, and then we have Alanis Morissette playing God. Yes. Oh, uh, so... <clears throat> so, fun fact, Alanis Morissette was um, originally going to play Bethany. Uh, but I guess she was touring around that time, so she couldn't commit to like a full like shooting schedule. Uh, but right. yeah, she was but she was down to pop in a day and <laughs> be God. I'm glad she only played God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know too much about her acting range, but you know, I mean she she was on the TV show. Um... She was on some Canadian like kids TV show for a bit, but I feel like the, Bethany was played by the right person because because oh, yeah, totally. she she captures that like I'm not I I don't want to do this fine I'll do it uh, fuck all of you I'm only here because I have to be right yeah. And yeah, it's almost like a, you know, it's almost like a Neo journey. Almost. Wait a minute, hold on. This kid, wait a minute. This came out the same year as the Matrix, right? Like, didn't Matrix come out ninety nine? I think. I think so. Ninety nine or ninety eight. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so uh, so their journey is kind of almost parallels. Um, you know, the one. Yeah. Yeah, it came out in 99. Yeah. So, you know, Bethany kind of going this, you know, the hero's journey, you know, not knowing the full reason why she's tapped to do this, but she's kind of like thrown upon this journey, you know, to do it. And then as the movie progresses, that's when she's getting revelations of her and why she she's she have to do it and and things like that. So yeah, um, yeah, like it's almost kind of it was neo ish, you know. <laughs> yeah, I also feel like in the in the nineties, there's a a bunch of other like religious movies that were, um, like the chosen person or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that seemed to be a big theme in the nineties. Yeah. Or the early 2000s. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, okay. Uh, when we did the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard and uh, Tuesday, Ryan Reynolds' main, uh, Ryan Reynolds' character was uh, pretty much the, the crux of his character in the sequel was he was hanging up kind of like his you know, bodyguard skills. He was taking a sabbatical and he wanted to just kind of chill. So this movie, Dogma, kind of 
opens up with God taking a sabbatical. <laughs> so it kind of ties into the whole like, like sabbatical theme. This should be our week. The week. That, could, that could kind of connect our theme <laughs> between the two sabbatical week. <laughs> yes. It, um, and Ryan Reynolds' sabbatical was at a resort and God's sabbatical was in Long Island on the shore playing ski ball. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So God's a ski ball fanatic. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun game. I don't blame him. Yeah. I don't know if I take a sabbatical and just do that, but yeah. Um, so he is down at the Jersey shore and he gets knocked out by some three little demons and ends up in the hospital, uh, passed out in, in a coma. Mm-hmm. And so that's when all of the chaos begins because Azrael goes and tells, like gets an inspires the two angels that they can get back into heaven. If they make it to long Island, uh, well, I guess, oh, God was on Coney, Coney Island. He wasn't on the Jersey Shore. And then, yeah. So they have to get to this church in Long Island. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because there were, there were, what? So when they left heaven, God like exiled them to Wisconsin. <laughs> so, yeah. That's funny. Oops. Uh, so now begins the journey of all the different characters trying to get to Long Island Um, you have Bethany along her journey first she meets Rufus Uh, no Rufus is the second person she she meets meets the prophets (laughs) oh right first she meets the prophets Uh, and they're going to drive to Long Island her car breaks down then Rufus falls from the sky and they meet him. He's naked on the street. Um, he gets one of the, the prophet's coats to keep himself covered. They end up in a bar where they meet serendipity. Uh, and they encounter the shit demon. Yeah, go got the shit demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at the same time, uh, we have Azrael, you know, uh, intercepting um, uh, Barnaby and Loki to just give them a heads up, like, okay, like you know, you have you have people above and below, you know, looking at looking at them and don't want them to you know succeed in their plan, you know. So, but Azrael strategically doing all of this under the radar of hell. So he's kind of, you know, just on the sly helping Barbie and Loki pass through the arts, uh, you know, because uh, it was a, was it Centennial or something of the churches? I forget what it was. Yes, yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, so he's so on the sly, you know, Azrael was, you know, kind of feeding them information so they can keep their you know, their main objective going is okay, like get on a train or like like look like travel low key, you know, incognito, because Bartleby originally was gonna no, actually Loki was saying, you know, hey, we got wings, you know, let's use them, you know, let's just go ahead and like fly over there. And that's why Azrael was like, nope, like don't do it, don't expose yourself, just like low key. 
And this had this is a perfect scenario for all of the characters to finally intercept in the train card. <laughs> yes. Um, so they all meet up in the train car. And that's where uh, Bethany finds out who her competition is in getting to the church or who she has to stop in getting into the church. Um, and do they end up in a diner after that where they like have a big giant fight with Azrael? No, no yeah, they're, they're in the diner car. Oh, oh. The fight was in the dining car. Yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. Now, well, yeah. And then they did not actually, Azriel caught them in a bar when they were okay. trying to convince the Cardinal to like stop the, you know, stop the event. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Which, you know, and this, this leads to, like I said, like quotable lines. Like, I think to me, I think. Okay, so two movies of Kevin Smith's that I read, like screenplays I read religiously is Dogma and Chasing Amy because what he, how he wrote like the characters in Chasing Amy and Dogma is just like a masterclass in screenplays. I mean, I will put some, I will put Kevin Smith's monologues in Chasing Amy and Dogma up against, you know, Tarantino's like monologues and stuff like that. Because like to me they were that good. I mean, with uh with uh what's his name? Uh, Bartleby. Like when Bartleby finally kind of talked about his frustration, you know, with God, and, I mean, that was a really well-written fucking scene. Uh and how, you know, Matt Damon and and Ben Affleck played it. It's kind of like the shift of power or like the shift of vengeance. Cause you know, Loki is like, hey, you know, I'm the one that rained fire and sulfur. And like, I'm the, you know, I'm the violent guy. And then in that scene, we just see that moment where Loki kind of cowers and Bartleby is more like the rain, fire, and sulfur, you know, fallen angel at that point. So yeah, it was yeah. I I I I love all the writing in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like that's why um, this movie is in people like so many people. It has a big cult following. Yeah. Um, even though you can't find it streaming or digitally anywhere. Why people can. Why they can't access this uh, gem of a film? Okay, so Miramax, who was owned by Disney, was originally behind the movie. When the Catholic League got wind of the movie, they said it was blasphemy and asked Disney to stop it. So in order for it to still be released, the Weinsteins actually bought the movie and released it in the U.S. via Lionsgate. Um, but because the Weinsteins, when they built the contracts, they didn't put anything about digital release because at the time that wasn't a thing. It And we know about the Weinsteins kind of yep. not oh, yeah. really right. doing anything. Uh, 
because rapists and evil people. Yep. Uh, so dogma is now in this weird middle purgatory where it won't be released because it's stuck with the Weinsteins. Wow. I mean, isn't that our, it, that's ironic, isn't it? Like you really think about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because because they owned it and they only did the like the deal with Lionsgate to release it theatrically, and they did it and did a separate deal with Sony to release it in home video, which is why you can find it on DVD on Amazon. Mm-hmm. But because they haven't done any deals to release it digitally, and they probably won't because they're in jail, not making deals, mm-hmm. um, and no one wants to work with them. Uh, that dogma is sort of stuck. <laughs> wow, man! So a movie, uh, a movie that's about well, a fictional religious story is stuck in purgatory. <laughs> yes. Wow, yeah, man. Talk about that. That that has irony for you. Um, yeah, and so it. Like there was um, William Donahue, who is uh, the head of the Catholic League, who is the reason why all of this happened. And he spoke out against the movie for six months. Um, And the reason why this movie is stuck in purgatory finally like reached out to Kevin Smith's people and asked if he could have a private viewing of it mm-hmm. and Kevin Smith was like so what has he been doing for the past six months like <laughs> he was trashing this movie and saying that he was going to boycott and all of his people were going to boycott Disney um, without ever seeing the movie so mm-hmm. guys go watch or read or view something do the research before you just dive in and say something's bad right yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the it's the snap judgment thing, right? It's like you just see something, you just have a knee jerk reaction to, like, ah, no, no, this no, uh, this bad, no, you gotta get it, we'll get rid of it. And then actually, even before you read, before you even watch the movie, it has this hilarious disclaimer, like. You know, like, to please don't take this serious. Like, it's just, it's a piece of fiction, you know? Like, even God have a sense of humor. Look at the platypus. Ha, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then it makes fun of that. Like, oh, you know, sorry for the platypus community for, like, making fun of them. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just like, okay, with those, like, title cards before the movie starts, if you still raw about, like, how you're going to watch this movie, then just don't watch it. I'll just tell you, like, Come on, like, don't please don't take this seriously. (laughs) It's it's a fictional story. Well, yeah. And like, because someone has different entertainment values than you doesn't mean that you should go boycott a movie or ask everyone else to boycott all this religious stuff. Just relax yeah yeah and and yeah because then well of course madonna got a lot like a lot of boycotts over years but wasn't it like papa don't preach that like the church kind of really went after her yeah 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 because that was about like abortion and stuff like that yeah they're like yeah see it's like hey you know it's entertainment that's all like just be cool 
Yeah. And actually, not, not what's corrupting our children. It's right. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and like I said, and the whole and just to type like dogma, like you know, it's it's the it's a dogmatic interpretation of religion. That's the problem. And actually, in if you watch the movie, this movie is so spot on like kind of calling out the hypocrisy of you know modern religion again like I said I will put this movie script up against you know any script whatever the the scene in the card where Bethany and Chris Rock have this conversation and Chris Rock says something along the lines of you know like Jesus, the only thing Jesus have an issue with with you guys, y'all took a good idea and put a belief system around it. And, you know, she, and he breaks it down. He's like, he, and she says, oh, what, you know, we shouldn't, like, believe in religion. And she, he said, it's okay to have an idea about something. You can change your mind about an idea. It was like, when you put a belief system around that idea, that's when things get tricky. You know, like, you know, like wars happen over beliefs and things like that. Yeah. And like how he like broke it down, like it, it makes so much sense. Like what Chris, like that whole Malo Chris Rock, like it should just be kind of a daily. That should be on like a shirt. That should be on like a like a mat or something. You know, the whole stuff with the that you put on the wall with the live, laugh, love, and all that like like you know shit like that piece of dialogue should be on like a wall <laughs> yeah agreed I mean I, I know that we're not supposed to take the I know this is entertainment and everything but it does have some nice philosophical philosophical that's not a real word <laughs> philosophical uh, yeah thank you uh, discussions about religion in it yeah yeah. I mean, in all honesty, like Supernatural has some <laughs> Supernatural's a TV show for those that don't know. Um that has like a whole lot of running religious stuff in it. And based off of what I learned from religion and watching that TV show, I was being able to have a very detailed conversation with someone that studies the Bible. So um if anything. I feel like dogma is probably safer than things like supernatural. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it breaks it down, and and it, and it pokes fun at like our ignorance. Also, and like I said, the Alabama Code of Metatron, You know, some of the funniest lines is like when he's calling the calling Bethany now. He was like, "Okay," he was like, "Tell people." You're the voice of God and look at you blankly. You 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 say something from a Charlton Heston movie and everyone is a, a religious theology. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays it's say something from supernatural. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I guess I try to watch this film uh, at least at least three, four times a year and just to revisit it. It was like, yeah, I mean, because you know the the characters are funny, the dialogue is sharp, it's surprisingly insightful, <laughs> uh, and and deep. Also, I, I give it, you know, um, it tap it taps on a lot of things that you know it it don't come off as preachy. I think that's what really make this film 
shines, it deals with a lot of heavy religious stuff that it could be a preachy movie in a form of a fictional story. But uh, surprisingly, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yes. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Um, all right. So our stuck on tarmac uh, ratings goes uh, ass on the couch. It's a good film to watch. You will enjoy uh, putting your shoes on a kind of play going outside. Um, middle of the road. I might watch it, might not watch it. If I watch it, I probably won't be into it, but I'm watching it. Um, going outside, meaning I, I'll rather go outside and risk, you know, being sneezed on, coughed on by anti-vaxxers before I even watch this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's sit on the sofa for me. Yeah. Uh, two, two it must be sit on the sofa for you since you watch it a couple times every year. Two butts down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, two butts down. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I, 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 re- I, I periodically read the screenplay. Every time I kind of have like writer's block or something like that, like I, I just, you know, read that script sometimes just to, you know, just to get inspired again about, you know, writing dialogue and characters and things like that. And like I said, you know, it definitely is one of Kevin Smith's best films, you know. Um, and it, it was like, it was bold for the time. Still now, I mean, this probably wouldn't be released now. Um, uh, oh, no. Uh-uh. No. It's definitely not PC friendly. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad. I'm glad it's out. I'm glad he managed to get this movie out to the world. Even though it's like the Ark of the Covenant now, trying to find this movie, it's damn near impossible. But I mean, yeah, if you dig, you can find it. Uh, but yeah, I'm just glad it exists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're brave enough to watch the Russian. Uh, download on YouTube and not worry about being hacked. Uh, I encourage it, <laughs> or you can go buy it on Amazon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I don't. Know, I wonder if it's a situation where, like, there's a time, like, right thing to this movie. Like, maybe like after so many years, kind of like another distribution company or studio can like scoop the rights up and like the movie rights out of them and. I mean, we may have to wait for them to die. Uh, all right. Dang it. How <laughs> much longer that's going to be? I'm, well, they're both old. The, the one brother's in jail, and right. he's fat and sickly in jail, so hopefully he'll die soon. Right. Uh, I know we're not supposed to hope that people will die, but he's an evil SOB. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure what the deal is with the other one. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool if like someone like went to the brother or the one that's not incarcerated. It's like, hey, you know, like. Well, I'm sure Captain Smith has tried to get his movie back. Yeah, I'm sure it's like, nah. Yeah, I'm sure they're like, oh, we're gonna hold on to this bargain chip as long as we can. Like, we want to give that up, but you kind of losing money, right? It's like you're not. It's like you're not releasing it. You're not like giving it to Amazon for stream or Netflix or anything like that. You're just kind of holding on to it. You know, aren't you? Yeah, because they're evil people. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> uh, anyway, but if you can find it, guys, watch it. If you haven't seen it, 
you know, it's a great piece of entertainment. Yeah. And like Joe said, like the cast is just off the charts and you enjoy every single character that graces the screen throughout this two hour movie. And uh, yeah, you definitely enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so we will see you guys next. I'm sorry. Man. Oh, and maybe between Tuesday's movie and today's movie that we've reviewed, it will inspire you to take a sabbatical. <laughs> yes. Yes. We need a sabbatical. Let's bring hashtag bring sabbaticals back. <laughs> yes. We all need it every now and then, guys. We need to, you know, take a chill, do some reflection, you know, just kind of get out of our daily grind and just like take a breather. Focus on you, you know? Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. Until then, take a sabbatical into Tuesday when we give you guys a new episode. Until then, we wish everyone safe physical distancing and get your vaccines. Yes. Peace.